Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate demons this hell! Come on! There's rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Financial problems? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. Damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! Welcome back to the deep share slash the deep end. I guess it's both right now. And I'm here joined by my wonderful friend, Shane Newsome. What's up, Shane? What's going on? Dude, so great to fucking talk to you, bro. It's been like a month. (laughs) Yeah, it's been too long, man. I know, and you've had an exciting month as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I hear you. I've had some fun, but unfortunately, as you can all see, or actually, as you can all probably hear as well, I am not in the studio because it was underwater again, and uh, I just decided to move like at least some of my gear up into my living room so or my dining room so I can keep recording instead of dealing with just like taking a massive break. You know, it was enough. So we're back. We're back, and actually, we've got a really cool episode tonight. It's going to be a good time, I think. Dude, so, so tell me more about this flood, though, dude. Like, what? Yeah, man, the flood tell sucked. Um, so it was before the hurricane. You know, the hurricane came up the East Coast and decided not to do anything anyway. So it wasn't really that big of a deal. Mm. But um, it uh, was a storm, just like a, um, what's it called? Uh, a flash flood. And... It just nailed my town and like two other towns. And it get, we got like, what was it, babe? Like nine inches, 11 inches in three hours or two hours. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, two hours. It was insane. Yeah, oh dams broke. Like people were getting evacuated out of the other side of town. My sister had to get evacuated. It was nuts. Wow. Uh, but, uh, you know, this some of you may remember that i had a you already have like flooding issues Um, and yeah and i'll call it out right now that the town in my yeah i live in the town of lemonster that's as much as i'll say lemonster massachusetts um decided to build this beautiful bike trail behind our house and about 50 other people's houses that's going to connect to a lot of other towns bike trails it's a political thing it looks good right so they built that, but it's behind all of our properties and it's up above our property a little bit. So it oh, creates this natural yeah. dam. So all of our yards were basically a massive Fucking lake. Yeah, a lake. And any of us with old ass foundations. Yeah. So God, that really sucked. Damn, dude. Really sucked. Um, but we're trying to get the hell out of here soon, as soon as possible anyway. So hoping for the best but um yeah. yeah i've taken too much of a break and i wanted to come back yeah dude i'm fucking that i'm so glad you're fucking back at it dude you said yeah. fuck that dude i'm doing it hell yeah dude and i figured uh it'd be good to um have you with me on the first day back you know yeah bro i appreciate it man <laughs> so what's been up with you brother i know that you had an exciting month as well Dude, so while I while you were sending me pictures of your town underwater, I was in the desert. 
<laughs> so I just put out a, I just put out an episode on my show uh, with my buddy who went with me. Um, we talked a little bit about it, but I went to the uh, Reno Air Races uh, in Reno, Nevada. That's and, awesome. Dude, it was fucking sick. So we we went from Wednesday to I think only went we only went for like two days. It was like Wednesday and Thursday, I think. We missed like all the cool big events. But we got to see some of the we got to see an F eighteen demonstration, um, the A tens, which I, they fly over my house all the time, but it was That's cool to so see cool. them a little bit lower to the ground. Um <laughs> They had some, um, just like the cargo versions of the AC 130s. I don't know what they're called. Nice. Um, they did like a, a a water drop. They just dropped a fucking parachute, like a crate with parachute. Out That's of back. wild. It was kind of cool. It was cool to see. Um, yeah, dude. There's a uh, nothing horrible happened while I was there. Thank God. Um, I heard on Saturday there was a fatal collision between two pilots Damn. Which, uh, yeah there was one last year with just one pilot where to to me i think he just like he he was like possibly gonna collide he was, he, there's this was a jet race um the one that happened this year was uh the old texans world war ii trainer planes mm-hmm. and uh yeah i'm not sure exactly how they collided but it was something to do they were done the race they were landing and they collided in the air but um the one last year um i guess the one pilot was trying to pass but then he guess he thought it was probably unsafe so he tried to like pull out of the turn a little bit but then like he got back into it and i think he just was going so fucking he's in a jet i think he just like blacked out and when he blacked out i guess he just kept in the turn so he just stayed the black the fuck out and then just and fireball so the awful. Yeah. That's yeah, it was horrible. Brutal. Yeah, there's like there's like good footage of that one. It's horrible. Um I don't think there's any footage of the crash this year, which I don't think is a bad thing. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's but yeah, crazy. other I mean other than that other than that. I didn't see it. So I had a great fucking time. Right, air right. races. Highly recommend. Uh, you'll never get to see it in Reno ever again. Reno air races are done, um, but they do have uh, eight other venues willing to take them. At least they told us that on Thursday. Um, <laughs> uh, but Reno's done. There's like expansion that they did, and like those people were bitching. They didn't think it was safe. The planes were flying over the backyards racing, and uh, so Reno's kicking them out. There's eight other locations. They didn't announce which one, but they're coming back in 2025. Hmm. So I'm fucking go. I'm trying to. I'm gonna get that press pass, bro. We got. I gotta get you to come. Your All show's right. I'm down. Deep share is bigger, bro. Get the fucking press <laughs> pass. <for> sure. <laughs> I actually, when I was a kid, I used to go to. I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere in Virginia Beach. Some, uh, some uh, Air Force base down there watch all the crazy jets fly over and everything it wasn't like a show but it was pretty crazy yeah, watching them doing drills and everything yeah they so used to head down there all the that's time that's basically so. a fucking air show dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah right we get an air show around here because i'm right down the street from our our local airport uh, it's not not very exciting but this dude with like a cessna goes over every friggin' weekend so my son and i are always waving doing shit hell yeah dude so, um, got the crop duster here <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah exactly so um i'm really excited that uh we got this guy to come on our show yeah um, dude i was checking it was out gonna be page. a patreon I, show but really... i was like fuck it let's do this on the deep share and just put it out and for everybody um this guy tyler engel you showed me a couple videos of him talking about like frequency and resonance and cymatics and i was like you know what these big name tiktokers seem to have like really good channels like a lot lot of this is put together really well so i'm just gonna see if he responds and sure enough he got back to me and he was totally down to do this and hang out with us he's uh, also a music producer so this will be really cool man so i'm gonna bring him in now We'll say hi to Tyler Engel. <clears throat> but um, 
yeah, we can talk a lot about cymatics and all kinds of crazy awesome stuff. Tyler. What's up, Tyler? What's up, y'all? I'm Andy. This is Shane. Welcome to the deep end. Here. Up, dudes? <laughs> nice Don't to meet know. you, man. Nice to meet you, too. I'm, my computer just died. I'm trying to switch that real quick, so I apologize <laughs> for the technical difficulties. No yeah, problem. Not good. You're here. You're We're good. experiencing good that on Andy's end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even in my studio. I was just telling the audience and, and, and Shane here, I just had a flood at my house a few weeks back, and so... I've just been off the clock for a while, not doing the show at all. So where are you at? I'm up in Massachusetts. We got a random crazy, crazy wow. thing happening. Yeah. But, um, but no, we're back in it and uh, we're glad to have you here, man. We, uh, we follow you oh, yeah. on the TikTok, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're sharing a lot of really <laughs> awesome information. And I love the connection between music and cymatics and sound and spirituality and all this different stuff. I think it all fits together very nicely. Cool. So um, we're definitely glad to have you here, man. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So I'm, uh, um, I'm excited to do more long form stuff. Honestly, TikTok compressing all the stuff I want to talk about into a minute or two is very difficult. The, <laughs> Dude, I couldn't do it, man. The, the no material way. is very dense. <laughs> yeah, you, you, go, you do an excellent job. Your videos are great. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you kind of have to like speed up your words and make sure you're getting all the pertinent information in, you know, as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> so um, first, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into all this, man. So I, um, I originally was, uh, I went to college for engineering for a computer. I started out as a mechanical engineer and didn't really like that and then got into um, physics, mathematics, and then I had just enough credits to get a major in electrical, which what's considered electrical engineering, and then I have a minor in all three of those as well. So I had a basis in like academics, but I was like always forcing myself to go through that. I hated it. I really didn't like the college environment and all that. And then, uh, so I stopped doing that. Um, I got an engineering job for like six months and I really, really did not like it and, uh, stopped doing that. Um, started up a business, did, uh, like building maintenance stuff, like high rise window cleaning, whatnot, okay. cool. uh, just to kind of get out of that world. And then That's that terrifying. got old really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, moved to Austin and everybody here was a little more accepting of, uh, like artistic pursuits. Let's just call it that. Mm-hmm. and kind of opened the door to more expressive ways of going about life. And so I had a very technical background and then that side kind of fused together and I started making music and that that was like really kind of a leaping off point for me for connecting everything because the concepts, I'd never really studied music in college, but they were relating to everything that I had studied in college. And I was like, there's something here. And so got into that, then dove deep into the rabbit hole of like ancient history and that whole path. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where like I was like, okay, we gotta, I got I have to make this make sense somehow. And so I just <laughs> literally everything on my TikTok is from a note I have on my iPhone of just like little mini epiphanies I've had while making music or watching stuff. And yes. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, it. I think I've shared with Shane before that I used to like carry a notepad around with me like a psychopath after I got back from like my initial <laughs> psychedelic trips because everything was linking and synchronized. You have to integrate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. Can you, uh, don't want to interrupt, but can you switch that to my computer? Oh, chance? sure. Is that yeah. saying that, that it's pretty good? Let's do that. Let's bring that. Get you a little better audio, possibly. Let's do that so turn computer recording okay i'll get okay. that oh, there oh, we perfect. go okay. hear me yeah oh, that's sure. way better yeah perfect god i was making music last night i had to charge my headphones so i unplugged my computer to charge my headphones and then my headphones are good but my computer died <laughs> <laughs> that's cool man so you're rocking the home studio that's excellent so how long have you been making music was it like while you were in college as like a hobby or was it a new thing afterwards? I've been actually producing music for um, four years now in the electronic scene. 
but I played guitar before. Um, I had a little background in piano, and my dad was a drummer. Okay. So I had a lot of influences going on there. But as soon as I got in the Austin scene here with the music, um, the EDM crowd was immediately my go-to because of the there's a heavy psychedelic influence there, and uh, <laughs> and they got it, you know, like they understood the connection. So that was a lot of uh, a lot of really good vibes coming from there. I was like, that's where that's where we're going. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Psychedelics are definitely the uh I'd say me and Shane alike uh our biggest catalyst into alternative thinking. It happened at different times. Um, but uh yeah, that's definitely been a huge influence on what we talk about. Um, and the of course the core of it being consciousness. And there's a lot of craziness out there. There's a lot of wild theories. And of course, our community likes to go in a million different directions. But um, I do appreciate your perspective and how you're grounding it in, in reality. You're grounding it in mathematics and science. And I think that's really yeah. important. And uh, in this counterculture we're in right now that kind of likes to throw all of science out the window just because we may be questioning certain aspects of it. Yeah. Um, and you know a lot of fear going on so there's a lot of new revival and old faith that isn't too good in the alternative community as well i'm putting a lot of different pieces here but yeah long way to say like you know uh, if you're not tuned the right way you'll miss out on a lot of the, the right information so i'm just i'm glad that you uh you present this stuff the way you do man it's, i wonder it's how you say the sorry go ahead man. no 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 i was just gonna make a bad joke <laughs> there will be more time for it <laughs> i was gonna say the uh uh i think that was the catalyst for all this the 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 exploration more diving deeper into consciousness because the this like people don't trust mainstream now and they are having a really really hard time trusting actual science now because it's been used for an agenda science scientific studies have been used to you know say that all of these psychedelics were bad when they know when now we're understanding that they are some of the most useful drugs on the planet and they've been used to prop up companies that have sold really bad nutritional products fast food all of this stuff they've used these things manipulatively to to kind of confuse people and i think that has caused them to be like okay well what were people before the internet and before all this came out, what were they doing? What were they saying? Because clearly they were way more resilient than our current society and how we're doing things. They were, they were able to handle very catastrophic stress with, I mean, I'm not saying with ease, but like if something like what they went through happened today, there would be a lot of people in a lot of really bad positions. So I think they're turning more to these, more spiritual aspects because they are very useful for dealing with your internal state and understanding that like kind of forces you to look inward towards like what is the who am I like why am I here like you start to get these questions and then what was kind of a I, I hate saying this but I get a lot of comments that say it's woo woo like that's what my <laughs> I used to call you know like any oh, yeah. thinking outside of of like orthodox Christianity was mm -hmm. Yep. And now I'm like, okay, well, this is like what we're talking about now. This is what everyone's interested in. And, and I think looking at the past now is, is I actually just made a video. I just posted a video 10 minutes ago about how they are now like almost seeing eye to eye. And I think that's where the real breakthrough is going to happen is when we take the concepts of the ancient traditions and then fuse them with the, the technology we have now into something that can really benefit humanity. Yeah, it's unbelievable how many parallels we can draw from the past with all the metaphors and allegories that we find. And and yeah, like it's funny that the the old argument was always like literal versus allegorical, but it's kind of both in yep. a way, you know. I find that often, you know, and that kind of tracks with the as above, so below mentality of it all, you know. Well, if you think in a communication perspective as well, you kind of have to tell allegories because if I tell you directly that consciousness is not created locally, if I tell you that directly, then you look at me and you are like, okay, who is this guy? What are his qualifications? What are his credentials? What are like, where does he come from? What are his beliefs? You, you immediately take that, that idea and attach it to me and then analyze me for truth. But if I relate that to reality, 
I relate that to an aspect that you see around you every day, then you figure it out for yourself instead of me being the one that lectures you on the topic. That's why I hated schools because I was getting lectured by some dude that, about genius. a concept, which it works like electrical engineering is a very hard thing to understand in itself, but it works. Like clearly we're communicating over a lot of technologies working together at once. Right. But if I can explain that to you without sitting you in front of a whiteboard for an hour and a half, forcing you to chug three energy drinks just to stay focused, that is a far better way of communicating than the way that university even is doing it. And I'm not trashing all university. I had some great classes and great teachers. I'm just saying 80%, I would say completely. I, I learned it online. Like I, I would just Google yeah. it. It was way easier. Yeah, yeah man. that's a reality. <laughs> that's a reality that, that like the culture has to face at some point. The university is a fucking scam at this point. And a lot of teachers have to figure like the good ones that you're talking about have to figure that out too. And probably start their own schools and start their own. I know many that have, you know, it's a, they it's did. a great time for educators of all kinds. And you're an educator as well. You know, it's just, it's awesome. Tell us a little right. bit about that. I, I honestly kind of just fell into it, dude. I was, I, when I started, when I started the baseboards thing, I was, I was going through a kind of a transition of, I didn't want to do what I was currently doing anymore, but I was forced to through COVID, like all of my employees quit. I had a pretty big business across three States wow. and all of my employees were like, I don't, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like it's not paying enough, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's all I can pay you. It's this is the work. That's what we're getting paid for. So that being said, I had to kind of shift my my perspective on how to make money and what I was doing because I, I was also losing jobs. We did, we cleaned big office buildings and they were vacant, so no one yeah. wanted to, no one wanted to do that. And I was like, you know what? I have a whole bunch of you know learning experience, and I have a whole bunch of songs that I've produced. And I was like, I'm just gonna sell music templates. Like I'm gonna try and teach music in a better way than I learned because again, I went through that whole process and I was like, I wish someone would just tell me just the, the concept. Cause then I can figure everything out yeah. from there. Yeah. You get lost in how to learn how to program a synthesizer. And I'm like, but what did it do? What does yes. the synthesizer do? And, uh, and once you understand that the synthesizer is very easy to play. It's like a guitar, right. you know, the, you know, the frets on the guitar, you can make a song out of those notes. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so I started selling those and, that's what I made the TikTok for, like essentially was to just kind of explain those concepts. And so I was helping my friends out and I made one one day that was explaining how if you if you have a speaker and you pass a signal through it, it creates sound. Right. But if you reverse that and you apply pressure to the speaker and put an LED on the speaker, it'll light the LED up because it, it's, you know, moving magnetic field. It lights this, the LED up. Yeah. And I didn't know that that people didn't know that was a thing. And it got like 400,000 views. <laughs> I was like, OK, maybe I just need to explain general concepts. Yeah, that... dude, I feel like a lot of engineers should catch on to this, like of all kinds, like need to yeah, go, man. oh, people aren't taught real information. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer on that as well, too, because I get a lot of a lot of very stuck in their ways science or or people who are in academia academia they mm -hmm. come at me for not explaining the concept to the t exactly fully detailed to the t where it is you know that it's what you would hear in that hour long lecture in university right and okay they're right sometimes my explanations are not perfect but if it gets people engaged enough to look into it then that is far more effective than getting one or two people to understand it in a classroom. You know, like right. doing it this way gets a vast amount of people interested in physics or electromagnetics, something that appears to be very hard. If you explain it right, it's not hard. So sometimes you kind of have to go a little bit out. Like I, I'm more like, okay, this concept is sort of like this, you know, it's sort of like when you see this, this happens. That's yeah, the relation, the relate, like you were talking earlier yeah. about when you, you know, give someone an example that they can relate to on their own. And it's even like that broader idea of just how everything relates to everything else. When you teach people that, it's almost like when you give people that fractal skill or that fractal sight almost, it's like if they see it, they you can really run with it. And it can almost give you this kind of superpower to. Kind of understand systems, if yeah. you will. 
you know that that is the concept of what what we refer to as like a renaissance man because the renaissance era artists knew this fundamental concept the renaissance era those artists were a group of people within the you know freemason rosicrucian traditions yeah understood this occulted knowledge which allowed them to become engineers painters artists musicians all at the same time because all of these things are connected if you know one thing you know pretty much all things and the one thing is very very Fibonacci sequence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because like even in like and in you know during the renaissance like all the paintings were proportionate like you know like they're basically fucking photographs it's yeah. crazy you can't have you can't do perspective painting without the fibonacci sequence that is yeah. how our eyes take in light and they under once they understood that that's how light appears to you then you could just translate that back into the painting but it's also how sound moves. So you, yes. if you understand how light moves, then now you can make beautiful music because you understand the harmonies between the music. Yes. So it's it's all all related. And if you if you know one, you can kind of choose your own adventure at that point. That gives you the tools to do whatever you want in life. And so this kind of hops into what I wanted to ask you about. So like this could even you know correlate to like the chakra system. Um, you know, there's like the eight chakra system, which is you know the the mainstream one but then it even goes into like the 13 chakra system and that's the musical scale c to c is 13 um but so what i wanted to ask you is in your music do you um take any of these frequencies into account for any kind of like sound healing or like trying to put somebody into some sort of state or so it's that's an interesting rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> there's, there's a there's a lot of um there's a lot of moving parts, especially within the genres. So the way so I make primarily bass music, like mm -hmm. really deeper bass music, which is generally one to three notes in one direction. That is your melody essentially but within okay. that melody, you adjust the distortion and the harmonics of the individual sounds to create more movement mm -hmm. so that that's a that is the general way of creating engaging bass music that constantly change changes for your ears yeah. now if you're writing chords then you need to you know obviously have harmonious sounding chords but even the chords themselves in electronic music if you're not tuned right if you look at cymatic like the the patterns that the cymatics make if your if your music's tuned to 440, they will be a little bit more distorted. They'll be like 720p. If mm. it's 432, it looks like 4K. You can see oh, the individual shit. shapes within that that um, sound. I've made music in 432 before, and like, you know, I couldn't. I can't ever tell if it was just like, uh, you know, um, uh, um, placebo. You know, where it's like, but it's like, it almost sounds better. You know, I don't, I don't you, know. Have you I think about placebo anyway? I mean, it, <laughs> it's almost like we kind of know that there's something going on with the placebo effect and consciousness yeah. anyway. Yeah, for sure. So it's, I don't know. Have you tried it with, uh, tried looking at the difference on psychedelics? <gasps> no, no, I actually, I haven't taken psychedelics in a long time, so... Uh, on your next on your next uh journey into space go <laughs> listen to a regular like 432 regular song any song or 4 440 song yeah and then um go Put to uh, to 432 and what what it's gonna do there is in your normal everyday experience you're you're not gonna be listening for a you know eight semitone difference or eight, eight hertz difference in, mm. in frequencies your ear is going to be like uh sounds maybe a little better but on psychedelics certain things resonate differently your vision resonates differently with yeah. the world around you right yeah. things are crossing your your ears and your sight and your sound and your taste are all kind of like intermingling right but it's also a harmonious interaction the more harmony you can introduce on psychedelics the more resolution you're going to get in your brain so if you see like a really really clear um 
mandala or like a geometric pattern on psychedelics, it's going to kind of, I would say like replicate itself almost, or mm -hmm. it, it merges with your field of perception, right? Oh, yeah. That sound is going to do the same thing. It's going to make things a little bit more coherent. And that's the real difference you're going to see because you have that heightened perception that, that the view from, from far back instead of in here, you know, you have mm -hmm. that, that more unified perspective. Mm -hmm. I think the one, like I made two, I've made two dubstep songs before and that's what I was lacking. You said changing the amount of distortion and stuff. Cause I, I basically figured out how to make the wubs and uh that's as far as i went i just kept the synth like the same the whole time through and like it's cool yeah. but like it like you like you said just adding all those different harmonics and stuff just from changing the amount of distortion and like flanger and all yeah. the different delay effects um but it's creating dimension in your head with one note that's kind yes. of yes that yeah, dude. Well, as not a music producer, this sounds even more fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> it gets more interesting when you kind of decode the geometry of what's actually happening with the sound mm. and manipulate that, I think, is the, you know, the stages go like, okay, what is this music? What do I need to make this music? How do I make this music? How do I make it good? And then like the intricacies of what is going on in those little details. Because the fundamentals are very simple, but those little details separate all of the 90% of producers from the, you know, 10% that actually get recognized for the music. And it's because they understand those, those little, little subtleties about the sound yeah, yeah. That, that set it this apart. This is like meditation and sensing subtle energies and like crystals and shit. And yeah. Mess with mediumship a little bit and you oh. really have to be able to sense those subtle energies. I once uh, heard a Freemason say that, uh, oh man, what the hell was it? There was something, no, now I lost it. I was waiting for a guy to I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. We'll get back to the Freemasons. <laughs> but yeah, but, so in your music, um, you know, you keep, you definitely, you make, you produce in 432? Um, depends on the song, honestly. If it's, yeah, I gotcha. If it's a party banger, it's Hell yeah, four four. Like, I, I don't really think about it too much. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because each you have to when you're doing it intentionally like that, you have to tune you have almost to pitch everything. every single thing yeah. individually. To, yeah, there's yeah. not a good way or a plugin right now that I made a preset <laughs> in my doll. <laughs> yeah. There's not one of those yet. Which opportunity if someone can do that, but um, yeah, I, I, if I'm intentionally making a song and it has to be more simple than, than most things, it's gotta be some deep wubby stuff or like a very simple melody that doesn't have a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. The more you add there, you have interference. It's all playing in one sound wave, right? But it, within that sound wave are all the sounds you use to make that sound wave. Mm -hmm. So every single one, that's why sound choice is so important is going to interact with the others in a specific way that either amplifies the signal or it interferes with the signal. Mm -hmm. And if you have too many interferences, it just sounds like garbage. Mm -hmm. If you have too much harmony too, though, it can push it outside your limiter and, and you won't get a lot of that content. So you have to nail that. And, and that is very difficult with a complex song plus the tuning. That's like a week long project for a three minute song. <laughs> it's not good for creativity. <laughs> no. People do it. Yeah. They do. <laughs> Jeez. Sometimes it's worth it. It is, yeah. I mean you have you have one of those bangers and you're like, was that was that the key to it? Because <laughs> sometimes I don't know. Like sometimes I'll post uh even I'll post TikToks and I'm like, this is like some good shit. This is like and then it gets like a thousand views and I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't a good shit. And then I just put a random, <laughs> random thing that I'm like, I just saw this on the internet. I feel like I'll talk about it. It does a million. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you just don't know. So it's it's, the algorithms, uh, the algorithm gods. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I saw one of your recent videos on TikTok talking about your, I believe it's your new ebook, your code of consciousness. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about that. Don't reveal too much. I want people to go check it out, but it seems like you're putting out this whole series of eBooks. That's like this foundational learning series, which is great. 
So my plan, I'll tell you the plan and then I'll tell you the work where we're at here. My plan cool. is to have a um, non-traditional education system that complements the current shitty educational system. Hell yeah. And <laughs> so, so you have to go to school and you learn your stuff, right? But I'll tell you how to make it make sense a lot easier. And then you can just go do that. That's like my, my goal was, and to make it make sense for not people that are necessarily in high school, but like people that got told this thing, they're like, well, that was wrong. Why was that? Why did I get told that? You know? Right. And so they can kind of go through that, but to do that, you, you can't just go one path. Like there's people that are interested in history and physics and spirituality. And so my, first foundational level was covering all four of those bases and that the code of consciousness one was the last one in that series that kind of completes the foundational part of it mm -hmm. i also have a i have a course on there that includes all of them and i walk you through a video of it too so i i want the ebooks there as a cheap affordable way for people to access the information and then i'm going to have more in-depth courses and then i'll probably be doing like um a webinar system for people that really want an in-depth thing they can kind of get into that but um this is like kind of level one of the stuff i want to release i have uh the next stuff would be more of the occulted information like the um stuff you would learn on a traditional initiation path whether that's like egyptian mystery schools or freemasonry rosicrucianism all of these these you could say like secret societies. They're not really right. secret. I mean, you can you can enroll and go and talk to these. So people. many ex Freemasons have written books. So many all, ex Templars have written books. It's all out there. It's not you know the. It's not hidden, and that's the the biggest misconception. Occulted, yeah, it's different. There's a group of people that's like like hoarding all this information. I've learned everything I've learned from that nothing that's secret at right. all. <laughs> like it's YouTube videos, old religious texts, all of that stuff. And I just piece mm -hmm. it together. It's not, it's not rocket science. If you seek, you will find. Yeah. I actually used to hashtag nothing is censored. Like yeah. it really just depends oh. on where you want to go find it. You know, yes. you can definitely go down rabbit holes and conspiracy theories about, you know, you know, different corrals people are being put into i could i would definitely jive with that like oh we're you're you know these types of accounts these types of conversations they don't belong on youtube well you can find them on this particular website yeah. this particular website so you're corralling certain groups kind of in, in that way but it is all there and i've been saying the same thing for a long time not just with the books from ex freemasons but with the essence of what a cult really is which is hidden within it, you know, people take that idea of hidden with being the definition of a cult and run with it and go, yeah. oh, that, okay, it makes sense. It's mm -hmm. hidden. They're keeping it from us. Sure, maybe there's some levels to that, but not when it where it really counts. That's hiding in plain sight, you know? But it's also hidden kind of for your protection. Like if people, ah, if people yes. get hold of this information, then we have a really bad situation on the planet that everybody has to deal with. So it makes sense why it is occulted. Because the people that want to find the information will, and then when you find it, then you understand that there's a, an appropriate way to use the information. Yes. There's a good way and there's a bad way. And I even wrote the first page, page of Code of Consciousness says, if you use this information in the wrong way, you will have the entire weight of the spiritual community come down on you and make you look like a fool. And that's, <laughs> That's how they kind of do it. Like if you go the wrong path and they're going to slap you down, they're going to say, you can't, you know, this isn't how that works. Mm. So it kind of, it's a self-correcting system. That's why they had those societies, right. but those societies were a way to learn that information much faster. They would mm -hmm. take you through an initiation process where you could integrate that quickly and become a member and contribute to their overall goal or their mission, what they were trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I'm not necessarily trying to do that, but what I'm trying to do is create a system that where all of that seemingly scattered information is in one place and you can kind of go through it and then figure out, okay, well, I really vibe with the Egyptian stuff. I'm going to look at, you know, the book of the dead, or I really vibe with the Rosicrucian stuff through like the geometry and all the research into that. That's all of them have something that's really cool to teach and really mm -hmm. cool to learn. And I want it to be kind of more of like a gateway into whatever you want to go into. But this, the foundational knowledge that is literally, like we just said, not hidden is just so scattered 
that it's hard to tell people which one to go to because I don't know who you're going to vibe with. I don't know. I don't know what is going to click for you. So I know a lot of people like the way that I teach that stuff. So I'm trying to create a system where you can kind of go through and get up to speed on all of the stuff that's been not necessarily promoted, like, you know, in university or school, but going to code of consciousness is, is I wanted to make a, it's it's more like a simulation theory, but explaining the way that um, from my perspective that it works. And I've I've kind of taken it from a couple different traditions. Um, it's it's more on the heavily spiritual side. I would say like Hinduism and um, I would say if Hinduism and Christianity had a baby, and <laughs> then they yeah, then that baby had a baby with science. That's Dude, that sounds thing. right up our alley. We'd love to hear your <laughs> hear this uh this simulation theory of yours. We've talked about our own kind of simulation sort of theory on the show as well. So please expound. In, in a nutshell, I, I I make it like a in terms of like a video game where you're playing as as a little vibration. Like you you're playing, you're controlling a little vibration. And you start off, which start off at the point that is the big bang what science would call the big bang and from there you go and you experience different things in this universe you experience you experience what this game is as like a rock or as a tree or as yep. anything that you can put your vibration into you can have that experience right yep. as you have those experiences the your vibration with the vibration of whatever you have experienced comes together like synthesizers in music and when you synthesize a wave that data is stored in the harmonics a wave a sine wave goes like this right but if i throw another wave on top of that sine wave to distort it the sine wave might look a little more jagged it's still going to be a sine wave but it's going to look a little more jagged right so every time you go through an experience you get a little bit more of a of a distortion within that experience so that is your personal frequency of consciousness so all of those experiences create the individual frequency that you're tuning into to your to your mind, right? And then with this, you can develop and you can grow. And the and the the ultimate Power goal of, of the game is to discover everything there is about the game. You want to know everything there could possibly be about the game that you're playing, right? Mm-hmm. So as you grow, you uh, in terms of like a human, you're also taking in information. You're taking in air, water, food. All of these inputs and outputs build this thing in in your body. You know, you add another layer of connection. I call it fiber optic consciousness. Everything that you consume adds another little fiber to your resolution of your experience. And then as you grow, you have more resolution to see what's going on around you. And then you can start to make, you, you have all these connections that you can kind of bridge. They get so, there's so many of them. They're so close together that these fibers start to communicate with each other, creating these ideas and giving you more access to knowledge. So I kind of take that and then at the end of it, in the end is kind of more of a, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. How do I use this in my life? Cause that, that's kind of the story part. And then after that is like, okay, well, how do I get more? How, how do I increase the resolution of my experience? So that's kind of part two of that, but that's awesome. All of these things, all of the uh, the products that I have right now are essentially, um, I would say, like version ones of ever all all of these things. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're an, an amalgamation of all of these ideas, and I try and compile them in the best way possible. But I am not an author. I I don't have an editor. I'm putting them together as best as I can. Yeah, yeah. I, I use ChatGPT to edit what I say, but you know, <laughs> but Damn like, straight, I'm dude. trying to. I'm trying to connect all of the all of the things in, into one thing. <laughs> and, I feel like that's so many of our goals, and I appreciate you contributing to that. Like absolutely, practical, right? You're it's doing so it. We're doing it. Everybody's doing like all together. We're ultimately trying to do this like unification thing. That yeah. was my strategy with the TikTok too. Is is I I make very little of the of the actual content that I post, but I try and shout out as many creators as possible and use their art or their research mm-hmm. and tie it together, you know? So I, I hope that I, I can spread a little bit of awareness to the work these guys are doing because I'm not, I'm not researching any of this. I'm just trying to piece the puzzle together. I'm in right. no way making the, 
I've, I've not done any quantum research. I've well, I would say we are the meta researchers, wouldn't you say? You know, like that, we play the next part. I mean, I would say that even in the podcasting world, a lot of us alternative thinkers, conspiracy theorists, we all started podcasts because we were listening to these types of podcasts as well for a while, the, the preliminary ones, you know? And so I think it's, this is just our modern, this is just our fractal. This is our ripple. Yeah. Right. This yeah, is the resonance. Ditch on the on the path. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like this one too because um, this is the second or third podcast I've been on, and it's like it makes it makes things more human. It makes the experience more human. Like it being able to actually have a dialogue on about this because you know a lot of my friends don't really want to talk about that i have i have some here that are you know you know into psychedelics and shit but yeah but once once you start talking about like the nature of reality and consciousness they're like you do that yep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but there, but there is a huge community that's like hungry for this information and it's and it's been on everybody's mind i know it has because it's been plaguing me since i was a teenager and i can right. start to see like what is how does this all fucking work and yeah, that was a question I was going to ask you just about your um, your upbringing. Um, and because, uh, you know, sometimes like like me, psychedelics was my kind of conduit and gateway to suddenly seeing everything differently. But I'm curious, a lot of people, my wife included, already had that, didn't need yeah. psychedelics to feel that the world was different. And, you know, a lot of things were confirmed later on, but already had that initial feeling. What about you? I I. I did. And if I, if you're looking at it in a, like a part, a perspective of spirituality, or maybe let's say like the Hindu system on this, mm-hmm. I feel like I probably played the game a couple of times before this. And as a child, I kind of looked at, I looked at most people around me, like, that's like, why are you doing that? That's obviously a bad decision. Don't do that. You know, <laughs> uh, it was, that, that stuff was really, I felt like an adult. Yeah. I felt like an yeah, adult when man. I was like 10 and, uh, and I was, my whole family was, christian um mm-hmm. so i i grew up in that tradition which i didn't think it was bad but also like i hated going to church and i hated the way they talked to me and they made it so cringy like all of the stuff was just super super it felt like a layer of fake onto the actual knowledge because when i read yes. the bible like this is legit good stuff i've read the bible probably two or three times at this point oh yeah and i was like okay well if this one if this one's this good, what what are the other ones saying? You know. So then I was I um, dated a Muslim girl, and uh, she got me into that whole side of things. I read the Quran. And I was like, this one's good too. How oh, yeah. what? <laughs> so what is going on here? So then that was like, well, if the Western traditions are like this, what's the East saying? So then I got I looked into um, the Buddhist, Hindu, Jains, all of, all of those traditions, and I was like, well, what the, they have a whole other piece over here. What are you guys? Yeah. Why, why are these separate? Like you guys could combine forces and you'd have the ultimate religious product. Like <laughs> you could make a whole thing out of this. That's, so, that's the antichrist. That's end times. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I do, I get that on TikTok too. I'm like some, sometimes I'll post like a video that relates to Christianity. I get a whole bunch of like Christian support. Yeah. And then I post one that's related to spirituality, and then they're all like, "That's the devil worship." Like, uh, <laughs> it's all I'm like this the, is, you guys are about the, the duality shit. there and the contradictions abound. We could talk the fear. For 17 that's hours. the worst part about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, any religion, but mostly. Well, it's the know, perception. It's our it perceptions is. that have, in a way, been managed. I talk a lot about how we've kind of played a game of telephone throughout history, but in a way, it's also been kind of a manufactured game of telephone on some levels as well you know throughout language the way we interpret things hmm. Go ahead. i think it was a little intentional i think that yeah. the uh, the whole could not be taught as a whole so it needed to be understood in pieces for the beginning stages of human evolution mm. i think the yeah this is uh, the whole like, procession of the equinox the rise and fall of consciousness i think that I mean, if you imagine trying to to, I could probably teach an a orangutan how to write or draw something pretty primitive, you know, but I can't teach that orangutan to to make me an engineering drawing of of a computer monitor, you know, like right. that orangutan will not get there. He's not going to do it. He needs a lot more fiber optic connections up there to pull that one off. So I think that in terms of the smaller scale of evolution, I mean, like let's talk thousands of years. 
I think that that was the developing stages of humanity. And now we're at the point, like we just talked about, where, you know, podcasts and all of these things can relate these ideas. And then, then we start to make the connections. And then once mm. we make those connections, it can be unified. And then we bring science in to prove it. Mm. That's my whole, my whole idea was doing that. My, my music project was originally what I was going to communicate that through. But I was fighting. I was I was fighting upstream with the music because there's so many talented producers and DJs and, yep. and really hard to do that. Yep. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna attempt to go the backdoor route, and I'm gonna take a TikTok stance. <laughs> I'm gonna try and pull that off, and then I'm gonna loop back in on the music. Fucking yeah. did it, Tyler. You fucking did it, man. Yeah, it seems like it worked, my friend. <laughs> yeah, man. He's sharing manifestation. Very awesome, awesome stuff. Like the cymatics, man. Like I heard about cymatics from a documentary called Cymatica, like or Chimatica. That's what I thought it was called. Yeah, the German like, one. Freaking ten years ago or something like that, and that blew the gates open. It was like seeing Zeitgeist yeah, all over dude. again, or yeah. something. You know what I mean? It's like holy shit, this is a whole nother thing. Damn it! <laughs> ten years ago <laughs> is when this things. all started for me. <laughs> and yeah, it immediately related to a lot of my deep psychedelic experiences. On this is that, and that is this, and like all the you know everything. It's just trying to put it all together in my head. I wasn't intelligent enough to do it. I had enough interest in in history and symbolism. I couldn't take on this mathematics stuff. I couldn't even do it yeah. in high school, you know. But thank God for people like you to to explain it in layman's terms like this. You know, <laughs> it's almost Another, like the uh, the age of the secret society is kind of over, and that's got to yeah. be intentional as well as as you were kind of saying this new phase here. And a lot of it is the new world. I've heard a lot of people, but at the say same that, time, yeah. we have our own damn new future that we want to embrace as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that—that's what you, you and I—we are all the next stage of that. So the last stage is is coming to an end. We are, if if you're spiritual too, we are coming to the end of an age. We actually have passed the point. We're mm. in a transitionary period where there's new ideas that are going to come you know the old ideas were there for a reason the new ideas are going to come and i think that the i wouldn't say the dissolution of secret societies i think they'll always be organizations just for traditional purposes but um i think that the the release of more of this information as societies became a little bit less clamped down on what you could say and that was like i would say early early 1900s is when this stuff started to be released and actually starting to get out there yeah and um i think it was marketed society. yeah i think it was marketed as self-help honestly it was mm -hmm. uh they kind of took a a different stance so it's not like a a religion it's not part of an occult thing and they're right. like this is just how you improve your life you know and then they they kind of started there and now it's getting to the point where okay this stuff isn't really scary information it's that they're not worshiping demons they're not doing any of that they're actually trying to, I'm sure there's bad people, but they're actually trying to help humanity out. If you've ever been to any lodge or anything like that, no one there is like trying to get you into a cult. They're no. literally like they're feeding people on the streets and stuff. It's they're doing the same thing churches are doing, but they're just doing it in silence like churches should do. You shouldn't broadcast your philanthropy. You know, you should do it just to fucking do it. Right. But, That's the whole point. Yeah. I think that information, I, I think that information now is. You what? Joe Osteen. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. We don't we don't need Super Bowl churches, man. We don't, <laughs> we don't. absolutely not. Back to back to the cymatics, though. I think cymatics is actually a gateway into this because cymatics is something cool. It's something that kids are into. It's something that interests everybody because it's it's like, okay, this is not just a computer simulation. This is affecting matter in real life. Yeah, what is that, man? And that, that, when you pair that, the more sensory things you can pair to an experience, the more impact that experience is going to have. So if you show somebody the cymatics of their favorite song, you just linked another one, you know, that, yeah. that experience is now twice as effective from the artist to you, and right. especially if they know what they're doing cymatically too. And that's another thing. If you're side note, if you do another psychedelic adventure, just take a look at some of the high definition pictures. Because when you look at them, the way that the light bends and the way you can perceive it, the sound actually looks like a 3D ball. It look you can you can see what the sound looks like almost as it's going through the air. It's a weird perception shift 
and it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It does oh, some it's, stuff, it's, especially it's, if they're. It's really incredible how a, a, a song can change the entire mood. Like it'll change like the lighting for you and like just the, how how big or small the room feels, how comfortable it is, how inviting or, you know, dark or gloomy it can make a room feel oh, like, yeah. uh, you know, one time I was I was I was hyped up i was vibing out i was playing some metal music i was like fuck yeah dude and my buddy was just like sitting in the corner like so i put on some led zeppelin dude and it was just like the whole room kind of turned like pink and it was just was just like yeah that vibe change yeah man it's sound because in the beginning was the word right i mean yeah sound first which is wild if you think about it conceptually too the cymatics are just showing you how that sound is moving through the water, like the mm-hmm. physical medium of the water. And you are mostly water. Yeah. So that sound is going to move through you, whether you feel that physically or not, it moves you on a subtle level, which has a cascading effect into your emotional perception. Right. So if something resonates with you, it's hitting it. When you're sad and you hear a sad song, it's way more effective than when you're happy and you, the sad song comes on because you're not resonating with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, on a fundamental level, yeah, a sub can hit a bass note and shake you, but the combination of all of those waves can move you on a different level. It moves you on the spiritual level versus just hitting you in the chest with the bass, you know? Yeah. The trifecta. The trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, dude, this has been really great. I really appreciate you coming on to talk to us, Tyler. This is this is really cool stuff and i really appreciate the work you're you're doing and presenting to so many people and it's great to turn so many people onto this stuff you know that there's real there's tangibility to this stuff and it it doesn't have to be woo woo at all like yeah. almost at all like it, it can just cool. the whole perception <laughs> around it can change you know yeah so it's been really cool talking to you man and uh for uh people who don't know you yet please tell my audience where they can find you man so on tiktok is the main platform i'm on now i also have youtube and instagram which are coming up slowly uh on all of those is base forge uh that is my company my dj stage name is static in the attic and you can find all my music on soundcloud or spotify and uh personally my name is tyler i'd like to know everybody i can never have too many friends man Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shane, check him out before we go, man. Yeah, yeah. no, I said, I told to him go to go yet. check you out. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I knew some, but I didn't know it all. Podcast, uh, for yeah. my listeners, go check out the deep share, of course. If you already Thank haven't, you. I don't know how you haven't. If you listen to my show, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, we're back, we're back in action, back from the flood. This is no longer antediluvian times, so we're out of the deep end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Indian era. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Uh, again, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, hope to maybe talk to you again sometime. This was really cool. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. All right, great. All right, man. Shane, it's been real, brother. Everybody out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Check you next Thank time. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Until next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifarian. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we know, well, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.